Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Good morning. Welcome to this Irish Tech News Podcast. Today I'm talking with Justyana Ritalekiewicz, who is a GC head of Section Customer Solutions. Good morning, Justyana. How are you doing? Hi, good morning. I'm doing fine. Thank you. Good. Now, first of all, before we get to know about what you're doing, tell us a bit about your background. So we know about who you are. Yes, thank you. So my background is in international relations. That's what I studied, but I was always really excited in new technologies. And so already my first job was in the IT sector. I was supporting uh, big manufacturing companies in optimizing their IT processes. Yep. Then I worked uh, for a few years in telecommunications industry, also on the software side, and uh, then in computer hardware, working more in business development, managing distribution networks. And uh, it was really um, a great uh, chance in my life that I was uh, living in Brussels for a while, yep. because this is where I, I started to learn about uh, European projects, uh, European integration, and I heard uh, in one of the um internet uh, videos about Galileo yeah and I was really excited that this is something that uh, is a high technology but it's also a European project and a few months later I spotted this uh, job interview job uh, advertisement uh, related to Galileo and market development and I thought that this is something is really for me and now it's been already 10 years that I'm working at the GSA uh, in the market development department and uh, it's been an adventure since, and I'm very happy. It must be your dream job. It is indeed. So I started uh, in the so-called market monitoring area because yeah. uh, Carillo at the time was still under development. We didn't know exactly um, how the market will develop, uh, who are the users, how Galileo can really add value in uh, European citizens' life. And so I've been doing for like two, three years uh, market monitoring activities. We were publishing reports on how the market will develop, uh, how, how much are the revenues that European companies can generate and so on. And after that, uh, we started really to develop strategies on how to implement this technology in the market because the satellites transmit signals, but these signals need to be processed in devices like smartphones or in the car. You have a receiver that is receiving the signals from satellites, processing them and so on. And so my area uh, was um, the so-called mass market. By mass market, we mean uh, all the applications for consumers, for yeah. citizens, so mostly smartphones and automotive. Well, at the moment, there's one and a half billion enabled Galileo phones in the world, and I think 20 years ago, that wouldn't be possible. Oh, even uh, five years ago, that yeah. wouldn't be possible. Uh, when I started working in the smartphone area in 2013, it was a big challenge to uh, bring Galileo to smartphone. It took us really five years uh, to, to make this happen, and it was not an easy task at all. So uh, we first started working with the chipset makers and when we approached big companies like Qualcomm, Broadcom, MediaTek and said, look, why don't you use Galileo? And they said, ah, but Galileo is not working, we still need time and even if the signal is for free for the citizens, uh, the chipset manufacturers have to make an investment, they have to integrate this signal in the silicon, they have to you know, optimize, they have to bring it then to smartphones. 
So it was a really, really tough start. And uh, we said like, okay, we have to do something about it. So we offered some free testing uh, services, technical support to these chipset makers to say like, hey, it really looks, uh, works well. Um, it will bring you better performance than GPS and you can use it together with GPS and with Russian GLONASS and with Beidou. And it's, it's super exciting. You can have better applications. You can, um, you know, be able to distinguish on which lane of the street the car is. There are many things that you can discover. And in fact, that's what we've been doing for, for a few years to support the technical integrations, work with the chipset makers, uh, make sure that there are no standards blocking the process. And in 2016, um, uh, the chipsets in 2014, the first chipset with Galileo for smartphones was released in the market. And then uh, we were looking for the first smartphone that would take the challenge and implement Galileo. And in, it was uh, really a great story because the first smartphone implementing Galileo was a European uh, manufacturer, BQ, from Spain. And uh, together with BQ and with Qualcomm, uh, we spent one year on testing, preparing, uh, launching the, the first smartphone. And uh, in 2016, in December, Galileo announced its initial services. Yeah. So it was the moment when Galileo had sufficient satellites to really um, be used because uh, the overall constellation uh, is a 20, uh, 24 satellites, but at that time we had around uh, 10. But it was already the moment when users could start seeing the satellites on the phone, using and uh, getting value added from Galileo. And in that very moment, in December 2016, we at the uh, initial service declaration, we had also the first smartphone launched uh, with Galileo. So it was a great uh, story for us. We all bought uh, this phone, <laughs> all the employees of GSA. And, uh, and then since the, the phone was working well and the other brands could see that uh, the performance is really, is really good, we had then Samsung and then we had Huawei and then we had iPhone. And as you mentioned at the beginning, now we have more than one and a half billion uh, smartphones in the world that use Galileo. Yeah. Well, to me, it's been about 20 years ago. I could be talking to you here now because the technology wasn't really there. And if it was there, it was only for, for like a big business or, or multi-purposes. It wouldn't be for normal people to use. So broadband wasn't, wasn't really feasible that much in Ireland unless you were a big company like Microsoft. We had to have it. So in the normal home, I'd be talking via dial-up. And with dial-up, you couldn't do video calls and voice, voice calls on dial-up wouldn't work either. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. And even in the area of GNSS, there was a lot of development in the last years because in the past we had only GPS yeah. and then we had the Russian GLONASS and the Chinese Baidu and European Galileo. And it's only for the benefits of the users because the more satellites you can receive and an average phone today receives four or five constellations, yeah. uh, the more satellites you receive, the better the navigation performance is. Uh, because to get a fix, you need four yeah. satellites. But, you know, if you have eight, nine, then the accuracy is much better. And also, uh, the usage of uh, GPS, GNSS, uh, has changed, evolved over the years. In the past, it was only um, the typical use was in transport, you know, to navigate cars, planes, yeah. uh, ships. And uh, today, we have in our smartphones 
50% of all the applications in Apple Store or in Google Play use location. Yeah. Of course, not always it is GNSS. Sometimes uh, if you do a check-in on Facebook in a restaurant, it is an indoor location. It's provided by Wi-Fi. But whenever you are outdoor, GNSS yeah. is the main source of positioning information. And there are plenty of applications every one of us is using every day uh, with, uh, with Galileo. And maybe there are some areas that are not so known to, to the listeners of this podcast. Yeah. So for example, uh, GNSS can be used in uh, precision agriculture. So to steer uh, the tractors, the harvesters to really move in the field, not overlapping uh, the, the parts of the field that were already fertilized yeah. or sprayed. And this uh, leads to big savings in, uh, in agriculture, but also to better environmental effect because you don't need to use so many fertilizers or pesticides. Uh, and another area that is maybe not so well known is uh, the time stamping. So whenever you uh, do a financial transaction, either on a stock exchange or in a bank, there has to be a precise time that is uh, allocated yeah. to this transaction. And this is also happening thanks to GNSS. Um, and last but not least, GNSS is also synchronizing networks. So now another big thing that is coming is 5G. Yeah. When you compare 5G with 4G, you need a much more throughput. You need more preci precise synchronization because when you transfer data or videos, uh, you have to cut them in small pieces, transfer them, and then put them back together. The, and all of these pieces are kind of put together based on timestamping. So yeah. this is really important, and this is where Galileo can play a role. I guess because you've got atomic clocks on, on your satellites, they guarantee the time is, is always correct. Exactly. Satellites are like flying clocks. Yeah. Indeed, the clocks of Galileo satellites are uh, of very, very high quality. It is already a modernized technology compared to GPS. And this is why Galileo can offer this, this unique precision. And for me, I'm always thinking, you mentioned earlier about, for example, farming. Now, I can only know some farmers who have automatic common harvest and tractors who drive by themselves. And I guess with Galileo, they can do that a lot more efficiently as well and safely. Indeed, indeed. Today, almost 80% of farmers that use GNSS use Agnes and Galileo. And, uh, and this is uh, really amazing. You can indeed uh, drive completely without using your hands. And this is what we are expecting also in, uh, on the roads. So what we do also is not only to implement Galileo in existing solutions, but also look into the future. So for example, for autonomous cars, uh, within our research and development program, we have developed a so-called level four automation, uh, uh, navigation engine for the autonomous cars. So there are different levels. The level two is when you have just some driver's assistance. Yeah. Level five is when you completely can have the hands off the steering wheel. Yeah. And level four is just that from time to time you have to take control of the car. And this was already demonstrated within our R&D program. And now we want to move further to the level four, to the level five. And, um, and in fact, uh, Galileo is today tested in 75% of all autonomous cars prototypes that are um, in preparation in the world. So there is this recognition that more precision is needed, the better the absolute uh, positioning of this autonomous car 
is uh, is calculated, the safer the car will be, and the sooner it can really be available uh, in the market. Uh, what we also calculated is that by using uh, Galileo, uh, yeah. the the cost of the sensors for navigation in autonomous cars can drop by even 38%. This is a huge cost saving, and this is also contributing to the fact that autonomous cars can appear quicker on the roads and be part of our reality. And also, I guess, if, for example, you have an autonomous car that's a taxi, it's easier for you to be able to track where it is and where it's coming to you. And also, when it goes to, when you tell it where you're, where you're going to, it can use Galileo to pinpoint exactly how to get there quickly and cheaply as well. Exactly. So already today, uh, Galileo is helping, for example, your Uber to come to the right side of the street because your accuracy is, uh, yeah. is better. And it can also save lives sometimes because when you are on the highway and there is an accident, it makes a huge difference if you are on one side of the highway or another. So the ambulance, for example, knows exactly where to arrive. And, um, and yeah, this accuracy is, is really a driver for a lot of innovation. And we support that. So within GSA, we are also managing uh, two large R&D programs. Yeah. Uh, for big uh, research and development projects, like uh, um, these projects normally are of the value 1 to 3 million euro, yeah. and we are developing some new technologies based on Galileo. And normally, uh, because these are uh, large infrastructure projects like railway implementations or maritime, um, normally there are large companies participating in that kind of uh, calls. But even there, we managed to have 35% of um, SMEs and startups still participating in our course combined with big companies. And, uh, and this is a great result uh, because uh, the, one of the objectives, the guiding principles of Galileo was to support entrepreneurship. And, um, and this is what is happening within these two programs. However, as I mentioned, these are large infrastructure projects. So what we have started at the GSA uh, a few years ago, uh, when the first smartphones were available in the market and we had, we had really the possibility to work with application developers, we started um, new initiatives like hackathons or competitions to work more with startups, including mobile application developers. And uh, up to now, we had around uh, 600 startups that uh, applied to our programs. And, um, and this kind of competitions are a really great tool for us to understand, first of all, how Galileo is really used, how to make the best out of the performances that it delivers, and, uh, and how to also use Galileo as a tool to support entrepreneurship. Because yeah, I guess the moment... When you're using Galileo and development products in-house, it's, it's kind of more interesting when it's done by somebody in a startup because they might see things you wouldn't see. Yeah, indeed. And, uh, you know, the features of Galileo are there, the higher accuracy and so on, but it is useless if we don't have applications developed that can really valorize these, these new performances. For example... Um, one of the features of Galileo is so-called authentication. So authentication. So it tells you that uh, your signal was not spoofed or hacked. Yeah. And uh, this cybersecurity is really an important topic right now. And so we don't have today uh, such feature in other constellations like GPS, GLONASS, or Baidu. So it's something completely new. 
and we need to test it with the application developers. We need to somehow access their creativity and understand what we can really do with it, how to use it in the best way. And, uh, and not even in the traditional way of how to identify the signal, but even, you know, you have access to a secure signal anywhere in the world. You can use it for somehow securing other transactions in the phone. So really the, the creativity is limitless and working with these young innovators, it really opens our eyes on how many wonderful things can be done. Because in the past, anyone using that technology would be probably a American technology and that would be designed by the military. And they would then decide what you can and can't use, where with, with Galileo, everything is open and on the table to be used. That's, that's correct. And uh, we are really proud to be so-called user-driven program. Uh, so we have set up several processes to really identify user needs and requirements. And there is a formal process to somehow feed these user needs into the overall process of the design of the system. It really works in practice. I will give you an example. Um, I'm sure that all the listeners have heard of Internet of Things. Yeah. We are expecting to have 30 billions of connected devices in the world. If you want to uh, effectively manage these devices, you need to know where they are. So the positioning, location information, especially in assets that are moving, is really crucial. And um, we have been working with the IoT community, but the GNSS is not really um, used enough today or yeah. used to its full potential because it drains the power. So in many solutions where positioning information from satellites would be very, very useful, it is not possible to use it because this asset has to be tracked uh, and be on one battery for five years, for example. And this impossibility to charge the battery uh, would make it impossible for GNSS to be used. And we recorded all these voices and requirements and we analyzed the market very uh, in detail. And we delivered this information to our uh, system engineering uh, colleagues and we said, look, this doesn't work. We have to invent something that would help this community. And in fact, uh, together with the European Space Agency, we have designed a new dedicated signal that is ultra low power and ultra simple to acquire. You can uh, just switch on the receiver for a few seconds, acquire it and switch it off so it goes to sleep. It doesn't uh, drain the battery anymore. And uh, this yeah. signal is going to be implemented in the second generation of satellites. So this is an example on how really the program can be user-driven. And we would like to encourage all the application developers, all the industries to really come forward. We have uh, every year like um, an open user consultation platform when anybody can come, even a citizen using a phone and say, look, my GNSS is not working well because I have this need and it doesn't work. And, uh, and we will take it into account. Of course, you know, it's a huge infrastructure. It's not possible to make changes, you know, every year and completely flexible for, uh, for every user wish. Yeah. But everything is taken into account. And, uh, and now in the preparation of the second generation of Galileo, um, many, let's say, user needs uh, will, be, will be acknowledged and taken into account. You know, tell me a bit more about the entrepreneurs' grant that you have going as well. Sure. Uh, so as I mentioned, uh, we started working with the app developers uh, in 2016. So at yeah. the beginning, we uh, organized a few hackathons just to understand how they 
take the positioning information from the phone? How does it work? Do they have some struggles? How we can support? And this was an amazing experience. However, what we noticed is that um, Hackathon is a great tool for awareness building and building of network. But very rarely the winners of the hackathon really implement the idea in the form of startup or they don't have, let's say, enough motivation to, to continue and, um, and to commit their life to, to implement this idea that was born on the weekend hackathon. So we said, okay, we have to do something more long term and, uh, and incubate these ideas. Yeah. And uh, so in 2018, we started, uh, we launched a project that was called My Galilo App. Yeah. And uh, we um, incubated uh, 30 teams that uh, were moving from an idea to a better version of the application. And then we selected the uh, 10 best that really developed uh, full applications then launched in Google Play and Apple Store. And it was uh, a really great experience. During these nine months of development, they have also received uh, some mentoring from technical and business experts. And in fact, the winners, the finalists of My Galilo app are still today on the market. And uh, um, you can uh, Google My Galilo app and, uh, and find these, still these companies and download the applications that were developed uh, together with us. Um, subsequently, we launched another competition. Uh, we wanted to test different uh, verticals. Uh, so right now we are under evaluation for a competition called My Galilo Drone. Yeah. So this time uh, it's not to develop a smartphone app, but it's to develop uh, an application for drones. And, uh, and we are planning until end of the year to have uh, also 30 teams uh, developing these apps for drones. And uh, now we are also uh, in another competition that is called My Galileo Solution that is still open for applications. Uh, where we gave the complete freedom of proposing a solution from many different verticals. So it can be also linked to agriculture or to uh, cybersecurity yeah. or to Green Deal. And uh, here we are going to work with 50 companies in two tracks. Uh, some companies will move from idea to prototype and some will move from prototype to final product. So we are really looking forward to uh, incubate them, to work with them. And uh, this Magalilo solution is actually a pilot of a bigger program. Uh, since our uh, efforts, our projects were very successful in supporting uh, startup creation, uh, we are launching for next year a, a fully-fledged entrepreneurship support program that will be called Cassini. And uh, there we will have not only competitions appearing here and there, but a regular calls on a, on a quarterly basis where companies, um, students, entrepreneurs will be able to apply and uh, implement their dream ideas. So where do you go to apply for these current and programs that have been run next year? Uh, the current uh, uh, Law solution is open until 14th of October uh, for applications. So we have just a few days left. Yeah. Uh, and for the next course, it they will be launched early next year. So we are still uh, preparing everything. And what I suggest is uh, to um, follow two uh, websites. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, gsaeuropa.eu uh, for all the information related to Galileo and to upcoming competitions, uh, procurements, calls, because we have a lot of uh, research and development initiatives also that could be interesting for applicants. 
And the second uh, site I would like to recommend is usegarilo.eu because yeah. there it is more targeting like uh, general public and you can learn about uh, all the devices that already have Galileo. You can check if your phone has Galileo, if your car already has Galileo, if the plane that or the, the connection that you were taking by plane was using somehow Agnos or Galileo. So this is a good uh, information point for everybody that wants to know more. If you want to, if you front up an app and you want to see what's already been done, you know what you, what you shouldn't do. Like if someone developed an app that allows, for example, uh, drones to actually count sheep on a farm, if that's already been done, you know, I can't do that because it's already been done. I've got to do something else, be unique. Yeah, that's for sure. So we have a full uh, project portfolio described on our website, so you can very easily understand if a solution that you want to implement is already existing in the market. Because yeah. indeed one of the criteria that we evaluate in all these competitions is innovation. So you have to somehow prove that what you want to implement is new and there is a place in the market for this innovation. Um, so first of all, we have this uh, project portfolio available. Yeah. And second, I would really recommend to take a look at our market report because there we um, estimate uh, all these, for all these application areas what could be the revenues, what are the main players, and this is really a great tool to write your business plan. We have all our uh, GNSS community basically using it as a source to, yeah. um, to get all the market numbers for their own business planning. Okay, that's great. And uh, thanks very much for that enlightening chat. Just, Jan, have a great day. And good luck with, your, with the future uh, programs you're doing with autonomous car and entrepreneurship. And long may continue. Be successful. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure and use Gary Leo. Thanks. Have a great day.